Hello friends, welcome to Limbic Podcast. We strive to bring you information on mind and body resistance and resilience backed by neuroscience. You would want to listen to this. Your brain and body comes equipped with their own healing machines. Listen and learn. My name is Umu Benjamin and I am a mind and body preventive health coach and a holistic integrative nutritional psychiatry nurse practitioner. With over 21 years of medical nursing experience in critical care medicine, cardiovascular medicine, emergency room medicine, and inpatient psychiatry. This podcast is for educational purposes only. You agree not to use the podcast or blog as medical advice to treat any medical conditions. Today's topic is about understanding how medications meant to heal us can sometimes put more metabolic burdens on our brain and body health. Sleep is a natural occurring state of rest that is characterized by changes in our brain activity, inducing slowness of breathing, slowness of heart, and this activates our parasympathetic healing and resting state. Sleep has a very complex psychological process that is very essential for our brain repair, healing, and what is our health. In a 2020 publication by the Cleveland Clinic, 100 millions of us in the United States of all ages are not getting enough sleep. And out of that 100 million, 70 millions of us have been diagnosed with sleeping disorders. According to the National Institute of Medicine on Sleep Medicine Research, Americans chronically suffer from sleep disorders and this hinders what is their daily functions and adversely affecting their health and longevity. Most of us are supposed to be having an average of 6.8 hours of sleep or more per night. However, this average sleep hours can be impacted by our physical brain health, our personal hormones, and our childhood baselines. There's been countless of studies that have shown that people who consistently get less than six hours of sleep per night have an increase in risk for developing health problems such as obesity, diabetes, high blood pressure, and heart diseases. Chronic sleep deprivation affects your cognitive functioning, making it inability, making it making you in a, unable to actually concentrate or make decisions or remember what is your daily activities of living or task. Due to our current cultural social construct, 
we tend to find quick fixes for what is our sleep disorders and sleeping problems always and most of the time bypassing natural interventions and often this decision is driven by the demand for speedy recovery without regards for what may be potential consequences of these quick fixes and interventions and that may be contributed to lack of knowledge around mindful practices and how they support sleep. Lack of support around mindful practices or lack of just tapping into mindful practices that requires intentful actions because your situations, your conditions and presentations or the severity of your health is starting to decline. Most individuals experiencing abnormal sleep goes into their primary care doctor's office and they work they walk out of that appointment with a sleeping prescribed medication, medication for sleeping. While that's gonna serve a temporary relief, a lot of people are not aware that they may not be a candidate for prescribed or non-prescribed medication for sleep because of the side effects it puts on their cognitive and metabolic systems. The side effect burden is significant, including neurological changes such as feeling of mental depression, your sleeping meds making you feel depressed, decreasing your cognitive performance, increasing your daytime drowsiness, vertigo, Visual changes where your pupils are harder to adjust as fast as they're used to. Slurred speech, tremors, confusion, amnesia, experiencing hallucination. And some people may actually have an inverse effect of even having insomnia and psychosis, just to name the few side effects that sleeping meds can put you on. And this can extend to just altered level of cognitive performance and brain performance. Your brain becomes slow and sluggish. The sad thing about all of this is you are looking to put yourself on a sleep medication to help your brain optimize you. Because naturally without sleep, you are predisposed to all the symptoms I just mentioned. So why do you settle for a medication that is meant to help you but yet induces the same side effects you are trying to solve? According to a 2020 study, a frequent use of sleeping medication is going to be associated with you having what is a subjective cognitive decline and a subjective cognitive decline in functional difficulties. Another study that was done in 2018 explained that potential use of medications such as the Z drugs, Zopadam, MBN, the clonazepines, and the trazodones in treatment of sleep disturb what is you developing a cognitive impairment. And they labeled it as mild cognitive impairment. But having to develop amnesia, which is loss in memory, forgetfulness, is not considered mild if your functionality de depends on it. 
the lungs also experience symptoms of being on sleeping medication and that includes just decreasing your respiratory drive which is just the force you breathe with the quality that you breathe with and you are also predisposed to chest congestion that's collection of fluids within your lungs you also experience runny nose and if you are somebody who has experienced post nasal drip you understand how it goes into your lungs and it creates respiratory congestion. Another side effect of these sleeping medications are shortness of breath and just increasing of saliva and secretions in the upper airway, which goes back to contributing to congestion within your lungs. And if this gets to happen, you are now increasing your chest, your chances of developing respiratory problems that are gonna affect your oxygenation and the inflammation within your brain. The heart also experiences changes due to the use of these medications. You are gonna experience a change in your heart rate and a change in your blood pressure. And anytime you experience a lower heart rate and a lower blood pressure, that decreases the level of oxygen and blood that flows to your brain and your body. That worsens brain's inflammation. The medication is also known to cause significant GI problems, which is going to affect your nutritional support to your brain and your body. How your gut absorbs food and how it processes food. It's gonna affect your liver, and for some people, it may even affect the skin. So, with so much systemic inflammation and involvement, it gets to be where we get to say, do we become more motivated to use mindful practices to help support sleep versus expose our brain and our bodies to chemicals that are gonna influence more chemical and metabolic changes affecting what was you needing a positive response to a healthy quality brain so today I'm gonna talk about mindful practices that are highly effective to helping you sleep at night it's not gonna be a quick fix but it's gonna be one that if you are able to tap into it every day you should see an improvement in your sleep within a week to two weeks the difference gets to be you do not have to take a sleeping pill to induce sleep. As long as you consistently practice these mindful practices, your brain learns how to shut off and sleep. And the first mindful practice is exercising your breath. By you exercising breathing, you get to activate a nerve within your brain that slows down what is that overactivation happening in your brain, the busyness dealing with the mundane things within your brain and it slows it down so you can sleep. And exercise in your brain will be one that you get to perform five cycles of breathing exercises, which may include you inhaling through your nose for a count of two, exhaling prolongedly out of your mouth per slip for a count of six to eight, and doing that for five to 10 cycles. Consistency is the key and you are not going to just do it before bedtime. You are going to tap into breathing exercise throughout the day. Running, exercising, dancing, 
any aspect of exercise that you tap into it's going to increase the brain chemicals that supports calming our brain cells and supporting sleep right after exercise your body releases huge endorphins and that allows you to transition into what will be a less stressed day on your brain and body to help support sleeping at night Maintaining a schedule and consistency of waking up early on a schedule before sunrise. This natural practice actually activates a brain chemistry, a brain chemical within your brain that helps your sleep cycle for the nighttime. Stretching your body throughout the day. This practice is gonna reduce the stress level that's been built up in your body and your muscle through accumulation. And that's gonna affect your sleep and the quality of sleep. If you have been stressed the whole day, your muscles are gonna be tight. By stretching throughout the day and before bedtime, you get to release those tension within your muscles, which decreases what is the pressure that's within your brain, that's feeding your brain stress. Writing and journaling. Mental dumping, brain dumping. During the daytime, you are accumulating so many different distractions. At the same time, accumulating so many different stresses. And during distraction, your thoughts do not readily present themselves for assessment and evaluation. So when nighttime comes, when distractions are less, that's when your brain becomes more active, trying to have you process what has been the days, the weeks, the months, the years. By you performing writing and journaling and brain dumping or mental dumping, you remove thoughts and energy, a direct transfer to pen to paper or computer pad or Microsoft Word document. And this allows your brain to uncrowd or declutter and mix space. The decluttering process allows you to sleep without that much brain processing that needs to happen throughout the day and nighttime. It allows you to wake up with a clean slate and it requires consistency, not a one time, but every single day of you mentally dumping. And it can be creative work. It doesn't have to be heavy mental stuff. It can be any aspect of creative outlet. Taking a warm bath before bed. Taking a warm bath before bed creates a phenomenon that's called vasodilation. Vasodilation just means you are relaxing your muscles, the vessels, the veins within your brain and your body, which decreases the stress on your body and it induces sleep. Taking magnesium supplements or magnesium bath. Magnesium has an anti-anxiety effect and a relaxation effect. It supports the cells in repairing and healing and relaxing, which allows you to have a decreased stress response and support your sleep. If you are someone that's tolerant to heat, a heating mat or warming blanket is going to activate that vasodilation effect, that relaxing effect that induces sleep. 
if you are cold tolerant, turn down the temperature within your within your room or your house to 65 low as 65 degrees Fahrenheit at night. But you sleeping in a cold temperature room, you activate a calming nerve within your brain and your neck that activates sleep naturally. And you wake up feeling motivated and energized. And with all mindful practices, monitoring the amount of stimulant you ingest, which would be things like drugs that activate your body, coffee, which may be ones that you have to stop before noontime, and improving your nutrition becomes a more holistic approach to supporting your sleep. Wellness does not come from performing one of these mindful practices. It's gonna be the accumulative of them, if not all simultaneously, and those will contribute to what becomes you activating sleep naturally without the dependence of medication. This has been a limbic conversation on how do we improve our sleep as well as how do we assess what may be the benefit of medications that are meant to help us but may actually increase the metabolic demand in our brains and body. If this topic has been very helpful for you, please subscribe and comment. If you have a friend or family that's struggling with sleeping problems and high stress, do share this podcast with them. And I would love to hear any aspect of feedback as to what is the takeaway from listening to this program today or how can I improve what is this aspect of service to you all. I would love to hear about the topics you would like to hear more on, the concerns you've had about certain aspects of mind and body wellness and mental wellness, and how I can improve this podcast to serve you all better. You guys have a wonderful day.